0: And welcome back to another episode of the Employee to Boss podcast. I am your host, Haley Hayhurst. Today, I have a great episode with Faith Doer. We are talking about navigating the mompreneur world, how she started her business. But we're also talking about building a community, navigating mom guilt, building a niche business. Faith operates her business under Christian faith. And so I do ask her some questions about how she decided that was going to be the niche that she focuses on, and her experience niching down into that. So for a little bit of context here, I first connected with Faith's sister Paige. I interviewed her on my podcast a while ago. We talk about active listening and her podcast, and she actually lives here in Washington. I've met her a couple times, and so I'm super excited to have this conversation with her sister. I think it's like a full circle moment. So one of the things that Faith talks about that I absolutely love the concept of is how we often should on ourselves. And when she said this, I was like, Faith, what are you saying to me? (laughs) But should, like, I should do this. I should do that. And being harder on ourselves is not going to make for an enjoyable, great business or life. It's just going to like us being hard on ourselves is not going to get us very far. Perfectionism is a thing that a lot of entrepreneurs deal with. And something that I've heard the concept of a lot about is like recently, definitely I've heard about this a lot is if something is like 80% there, 80% good, post it, do it. I mean, we put out so much content that not everything has to be 100%. And if we waited for everything to be 100% good, ready, perfect, we would not post many things on social media or our podcasts or YouTube or whatever it is. So I think that this episode is really great, not only for moms, but also for anyone who is hard on themselves or is trying to build a community to support other women and really build them up. Faith talks about her story in this episode, but just for a little bit of context, she experienced postpartum depression. And couldn't really find a community that she needed to support her at that time, so she created one. Her blog is called Imperfectly Perfect Living. It's all about living life, experiencing motherhood, and loving your imperfections while thanking God through the entire journey. She is also the host of the Seasoned Mamas podcast, where she hosts it with other moms who are all in different seasons of life, and they talk all about motherhood from different perspectives. So I absolutely love this episode. I think that it's really, really great just to get a new perspective. So let's get right into this episode. Hey, Faith. Thank you so much for joining me on the Employee to Boss podcast. I am so excited to be talking with you today. Me too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we've been connected for a while now. And I was like, Faith, you need to be on my show. Let's (laughs) chat. Let's catch up. So for anyone who doesn't know who you are yet, do you want to tell us a bit about who you are and really your journey from being an employee to what you do now? Yes. So
1: I am a married mama to two toddlers at the moment. And my college degree, my day job, if you want to say, is an elementary teacher. And I am getting my master's right now in trauma and resilience. And then, so that's kind of my employee side of it. And as I transition to be entrepreneur is, mental health is definitely something that is very near and dear to my heart. It is something that I've always found interesting. And then when I was in postpartum with my first child, I found out that I had postpartum depression. And like any entrepreneur, you become what you needed, right? We fill the need that we needed. And there is a massive lack of support for moms in fourth trimester and dealing with children and the mental health of that. And so I made my business. I made a blog called Imperfectly Perfect Living. I did this before. I had a blog before I had children, but then it kind of just took on. Now I have a community of about 600 women that we talk mental health things and we talk Things that no one really wants to talk about, (laughs) but we talk about healthy habits and different ways that we can help our nervous system release some of that. And so I'm still teaching, but on the side, if you want to call it, I feel like it's like happening at the same time, (laughs) right? You're like in that transition where it's like, I'm a full-time employee, but I'm pretty much a full-time entrepreneur, like pretty close. So yeah. So I'm now I have been, I'm working on a manuscript with the publishing house set for a book that's coming out. I do coaching for moms, but I just created a community for moms to come together and talk about our mental health and talk about the things of like postpartum and postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And like those crazy thoughts that you have, you're not crazy. That's actually fully normal that you think the shelf is going to fall off and kill your kid while they sleep. Like, that's not, that's not, I was going to say unnormal, but like (laughs) uncommon,
0: like that's a common thing. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you. I was like, unnormal is not a word, but yes. So that's kind of how I became an entrepreneur is again, I just, I saw the need and I, you know, our family has faced some trauma. I've faced trauma in my life. And so that also brought it of just being an advocate for mental health and truly giving practical things. I think we live in a society that we want to bring awareness to mental health and we say we prioritize mental health, but do we truly have practical like habits and ways of thinking and true change or are we just all talk? That makes sense.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I just help mama's do that. Actually make practical change while you're changing a (laughs) diaper.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I love that little tagline there. That's really cool. So how long have you been doing this for? How old are your kids?
1: So my oldest is four, almost five. So I've been writing for about 18, since 18. Yeah. So what would that be? Six, seven years. Okay. Uh, But I've been entrepreneur business for about four.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. So, when you said that you kind of created this community out of what you needed when you were going through your postpartum depression and all the things that come with post, I don't have kids. Just a heads up. So, yeah. you might have yeah. to fill in some words for me here. But you're totally okay. When you're going through that, did you not find the support that you really needed online at the time?
1: Not really, and. It was one where I just feel like I wasn't educated. Like, I feel like we talk so much about labor. We talk about epidural and no epidural and like home birth and medical birth and like all of this, but no one talks about like fourth trimester, yeah. it, you know, no one talks about like managing children and like losing a part of yourself a little bit and, like who you are before children and who you are after children are two different people, at least in my experience, maybe there's some moms who didn't experience that, but for me, there was, and I mean, there maybe were some online, but there wasn't anyone really giving like practical, Hey, here's a practical strategy or here's a practical habit or here let's like talk about reframing our thoughts or here, let's talk about like shame and the stigma with that and releasing that guilt. And like, not everyone was just very surface level. And I don't know if you do Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram four, and we are very like deep thinkers. Like let's connect. Like I can't do small talk. I need to like, tell me your life story and let's talk about it. Like, you want to talk trauma? Let's trauma. Like, And so it's just, yeah, like it, it was there, but I wouldn't say it was deep and that's what I wanted. So like I created a course where I go through and have hard conversations of like this, your husband can't read your mind. So you need to come up to him and go, Hey, I'm taking care of child. You need to go do this. Like, yeah, as much as we love our husbands or our partner or whoever, not always telepathy.
0: So, (laughs) Right, right. Oh my gosh. 100%. So when you were going through and creating all this, I know a lot of it came from your life experiences, right? Just, you know, going through the motions of having children, seeing your life change. And is that really when you started your business?
1: Yeah. So I have been in therapy for about, I feel like on and off for like 15 years of my life. So there were just some things that like, once I realized, oh, Hey, like I have postpartum depression and like, I need to make some changes, you know, like I'm working with her learning different things. And I had my community with my blog and I just changed it and we're healthy mamas now. And I started just, I pretty much just asked them. I said, Hey, I kind of want to start talking about mental health. Do you guys want to do? And they were like, absolutely. Let's go. And so once the group kind of started to go, it was actually my husband who was like, Faith, why are you not like, you need to make a business of this. Like you're already doing it. Like I'm already, you know, moms are coming up to me going, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. What do you have? What can I do? And so it started with like a bunch of freebies just because I was very like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like what (laughs) is, you know, but then it became when I had a lot of moms that were just coming to me and talking to me and asking me that I was like, I just need to put this in a course. I need to put this in coaching and, and to truly enact change and help them and be a guide and support and not just be another one of those that just do service level.
0: Yeah, no, totally. So I always think about this too, because I run my business full time. And I don't know if I would think about this if I was in the corporate world or had like an employer, but I'm like, one day I would like children, not for a while, but one day. And I'm like, (laughs) how do I plan for that? Like maternity leave, all of these things. Do you have any tips for entrepreneurs who like are trying to plan for things like this?
1: Yes. So I would say, yeah, like I think again, when you have kids, your life just completely changes. Like you can't just happy hour after work, like yeah. not happy, you know, like, I mean, it could, but you have to plan for the happy hour. Like I, my girlfriends and I, we like have a Google calendar. I'm like, well, this time from like five to five thirty, or a week later. So I would say like tips wise, if you are planning of, you know, you are having a child, you know, you're in your maternity leave or you're about to be is really just communication. I think that is the most lacking skill, honestly, in like all of society is no one communicates, but is kind of figuring out like, what are you communicating with your partner and what are your needs, right? Like there's a lot of different unmet needs. And so going through, and I mean, it depends on what your Like in terms of for the business, what are your set hours that you are devoting for your business and working through, like you will more than likely have mom guilt with that Mm -hmm. of like, Oh, I am working on my business. I need to be with my baby. Like, no, also your baby needs to see, like, it's a, a blessing that your baby is watching you go and use your spiritual gifts to go and bless other people and do something that brings you joy. Um, So yeah, I would say communication and really just like boundaries, time boundaries, maybe mental, emotional, depending on your employer. I don't know, but
0: that makes a lot of sense. Just like planning for those things in advance. So do you work with a lot of entrepreneur moms or just moms trying to figure it all out for the first time?
1: Yep. I all different kinds. Like I have had like the entrepreneur mom who is like, I don't know how to be like because entrepreneurs, you can make your own hours. Right. And so it's like, okay, that's where honestly like they fall into mom guilt a lot. Yeah. Because they can make their own hours. So they're like, well, I should be we they should on themselves way too much. But I the other side then is just moms who are just struggling, right? Like they just You know, there's moms that you just know like something's missing, like something identity, or I'm struggling somehow. I am always a huge advocate for therapy, but some moms maybe don't want to go that route, or maybe they have tried it and it didn't work. And this is just kind of a step before that of like, hey, I'm here to support you and guide you. And I have the credentials with a master's in trauma and different things to help you with that if that's not an option. So it's a little, little both, but. Just moms that want to be what's best for their kids. And,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. And what you just said, they should on themselves. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I've <laughs> yes. never heard that, and I was like, "What did she just say?" But I was like, "Oh yes. my gosh, yes. that is but not
1: good on yourselves. You could do that, but yeah. should leads you to shame more
0: than likely." Yeah, and not everyone. Knows, but, I would love yeah. to hear more about that because I've never, I've never really thought about that before.
1: Yep. So yeah, I'm a huge proponent of like what you speak brings like you speak life. Right. And that's why like affirmations or reciting Bible passages or things are so important. And so, yeah, like when we say, well, I should do this, or I should do that more than likely, not all the time, but more than likely you're rooted in shame. Like you are feeling expectations. You are feeling less than mom guilt, whatever. And so it's just a trigger kind of like word. like I tell my clients, like, just look for that word and go, Hey, am I feeling like I have to be that mom or I have to be that entrepreneur or is it truly aligned with my values, truly aligned with what I want to do? And so, yeah, it's just a fun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I like that a lot. I like that. And it kind of, just like you said, where we, what we think and what we say becomes reality. And so if it's us always being hard on ourselves, that's not going to, Make for a great business or make for a great life or anything like that. So that's really great advice. Do you mm-hmm. see any common pain points or common things that happen for entrepreneur moms that maybe you can like dissect right now?
1: Yeah. So I would say one of the bigger, I would say there's probably two major ones that I see. One is like the mom guilt and the shame of like feeling like I need to be focused on my kids and not on my business. And when I'm on my business then, and not being like present at both. And so I think like, I'm a huge proponent of journaling. (laughs) I I, love it. Yeah. So, so therapeutic and healing, like so much like just writing all, I feel like go on a tangent about journaling, (laughs) but I think there is something of like, if you are feeling that you are feeling that mom guilt and that shame of putting time into your business um, or taking time away from your kids is really just journaling with that. And like, why, why do you feel that way? And usually it comes down to expectations. Well, it's not expected of me, you know, like this is what society expects of me, or this is what my partner expects of me, or it's usually lacking in that. And so then when you kind of figure out what the root cause of that feeling is then we can replace it with the truth like okay well if you feel you know expectations that you know you should not be should mm-hmm. be on like taking time away from your kids mm-hmm. replace it with while well, i'm providing for them i am showing them what a healthy work ethic is i am telling them to follow their dreams and their passions i'm creating jobs. I'm, you know, helping create a world that they are going to grow up in and one day be, you know, productive citizens of. And so then it's just replacing again, that lie with all of those truths that you come out, come out with. So I would say that for one, and then two, I would just say boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe the boundaries is you're working too much, right? You are, and it's, you're not having any family time. And so one, I think, depending on if you have a partner or not, um, having that, if you do have a partner, having that conversation of expectations, like my husband and I have expectation talks all the time. Like I'll just like in public, I'll be like, we need an expectations talk before we can go hang out with these people that are sitting right next to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because It's so important. Like, is your, you know, partner like supportive or are they not like that matters right and so like if it depending on what camp they live in you need to have a different conversation right or like I have a very supportive husband who is like girlfriend go for it like you have a speaking engagement don't worry about it I got like I'm so thankful for him but we had to have a talk like we had to sit down and I had to be honest and vulnerable. I think that's the other thing is I see with some of my clients is they, again, expectations think, well, I, I shouldn't want to expand this business and do more of these things where they may have a partner or a supportive friend. who's like, no, go like, how can I help you? And so then it's asking for help, right? Like I just told my husband just today, I saw him, we teach at the same school and I saw him and I was like, Hey, Like, I'm going to write in the morning. You good? Like, can I put that in the Google Calendar? He's like, absolutely. Like, he knows my manuscript is coming up, like, deadline. Like, I think it's just communicating that, but then also having the boundaries. Once you've had that expectation talk, communicating, having the boundaries to go, hey, this is my business time. That's what I'm devoting it to, and going, it's okay that I'm not with my kids right now, or with my partner, I am here devoting time. Or maybe it's the boundary of, hey, I have like, my husband is an assistant principal, and he works crazy hours. But he has a hard, this is the time I come home, right? So maybe you're an entrepreneur that you could delegate, right? Like you could say, hey, this person's going to do my editing, this person's going to be doing my social media, to allow that time. And maybe, you know, you're, you're gaining family time back when you delegate and that's okay. It may not be a, like, I can't see on the spreadsheet where the money's coming. Well, family time is what it is. That's what you're gaining. And so again, that's probably the two major ones that I see when it comes to entrepreneur moms, for sure.
0: Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. And prioritizing is important too, where, just like you said, delegating, you might not be making the ROI and money, but you could be making that in just mm-hmm. time with your family, like you just said. So how did you go about starting your business, right? Like as a new mom, mm-hmm. what are like some of the first steps that you took to, I know you mentioned the blog, but other than that, like how did you actually make it become a business?
1: Yeah. So now you're making me think for a second. So yeah, so I had the blog. I had the community of women and it really just started where I, in my husband jokes all the time, I have produced two mental health journals and they both happened in my postpartum. They wow. both happened in my boyfriend. Like it was like, I don't know. Again, I filled the need that yeah, I needed.
0: Totally. and.
1: So that's where it started. I published my first mental health journal and that started with just like just selling that and just getting that out. And then that kind of changed where um, I started doing just different events to promote that. And then it was just, it was a mom. She was a single mom and she was struggling. She had some trauma from her marriage and it was one where I was like, I think I, we need a coach. I think we need to like have some like heart to heart Zoom that you're not going to get in a Facebook post. She was actually my first client and we did, and it was just very over Zoom, nothing crazy. But through that, then I realized I needed to just make a course because there were some moms who while I think like one-on-one with me is the most beneficial, just because I go on tangents and you'll get more than you paid for, because I'm like, oh. uh, is the course, right? Like I just wanted something where you could watch my videos while you're nursing. You can watch my videos or listen to them while you're in the carpooling, And so that is where it started in it. It really was just organic talking with my husband of you know I think he even like called it out like he was like what are we doing here like what is the end goal and dreaming and going you know this is what I think I want to do and this is where I feel like God put something on our heart and it's like this this won't go away for me this thought this dream and so yeah so it started with the course and I've updated the course like multiple times you know like as an entrepreneur it's never good enough like it of course' started, like Right. Like it started like this tiny one and now it's like 10 hours and,
0: you know, seven yeah. lessons.
1: like all right. this.
0: <laughs> And that's why you have to just like start because you can always adapt later on as you learn more, as you have more time, all of these things. So really, that's a good point. Just like things change and they should change Absolutely. your business.
1: And I feel like people were so receptive to that because they knew me also as a employer, right? Like an employee they knew that like my heart was just in it. Like, so I would be like, Hey, I just took this class on trauma informed. Like I'm going to add this to the course or I'm doing like they ate, they love it. Right. Because I think all of us love just knowing like you're improving yourself, you're growing. I'm going to honor and respect that and personally like if you wouldn't honor and respect my growth then you're not a safe person for me and so I would choose to set a boundary and that yeah yeah but yeah I think just starting like I think my first course was I'm pretty sure two videos with like you got my journal for free and I think it was like I talked to you on a zoom I'm pretty sure for like an hour or something mm-hmm. but yes and then about, I want to say about a year, over a year ago, I had a friend who is a business coach. And I was like, hey, like, I'm just in this like weird standstill that like, I don't, like, we have to be honest with ourselves of like, I don't know everything. Like, you want to talk trauma, you want to talk mental health, spiritual health. Like, I got you. Business, growing, launching things, constant contact, like drip camp so no idea (laughs) So like what is this and so I hired her and I said hey and I remember like having the sales call and I went out to my husband and I was like this is a good chunk of change but I feel like if I need to take the next step I need to do this and he was like absolutely let's go and it was it was a very like I cried over it because I was like (laughs) I was expecting more of a and he was like no faith like this, Aww, I feel this that's for really you and I'm like, Thanks. I know he's a keeper, but yes, like I think too, it's as entrepreneurs, we need to take honest inventory of ourselves of like it's okay that we don't know everything. Like there is a beauty in community and a beauty in going, hey, I don't know this, but you do. Let's lock arms and build each other up and instead of, well, I don't know, so I'm just gonna stay here. Like I can't imagine like what I would be if I didn't hire her and have her be like, hey, this is you don't know everything, but you need a Calendly, you need a you know, and honestly, she streamlined stuff for me. Like I was like, oh, didn't know that was so simple. I didn't know I only had to pay ten bucks to have this like happen. Okay, like yes, yeah,
0: I'm a business coach right now, and we're working a lot on automations. And it is so helpful, so helpful, but you know, I'm three years in business and it's just something I'm doing now. So for anyone who's listening, like these things happen as you go on, definitely. And I feel like you
1: get a sense, like I got like an unsettling in me of like, there's more out there. Mm -hmm. I need to do something like I've hit my lid. Yeah. And so like, in order to raise it, I need to pull in some other people. And again, I just feel like you, I don't know, you get like this, like internal,
0: you know, like, like yeah, yeah, you definitely just know you're like, yes, this is, yeah. Like the business coach I just invested in, not cheap, but also I wouldn't be where I am, like moving towards where I'm going without that. Yes,
1: very much so. Like my business before her and after her are two different, like, and just even my mindset around it of like, okay, yeah. hey, no, like this is a legit business faith, not your hobby, just telling people about what you learned about mental health that day. Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So it really does. So, yeah. The next level. I'm also really curious to learn about niching down. So I know that you are Christian and do your business with a lot of like Christian faith built into it and share a lot about that. And I'm assuming most of your clients have like the same values as you, correct? Yes.
1: Yep. I've had one or two like that I wouldn't say they're like not Christian, but maybe like I have some that go toe the line a little bit, but yeah, majority are Christian. Yep.
0: Yeah. And that's awesome because I feel like some of the moms who are looking for your help probably do feel more connected with you because values in business, even corporate businesses have their company values, right? And so that's yours and that attracts your clients towards you. Was there ever a moment when you were starting your business that you were like, should I, or is it just like a big part of your life where it was just Um, always going to be there? I
1: mean, like, so my, my faith is just a natural, like I work at a parochial school. Like that is just a, if you talk to me, I will just naturally bring it in and it's just, it is me. And so that I would say like with niching, there was definitely like at the beginning where I was like, well, maybe, you know, like I just want to help everyone with their mental health. Like I, like when I started my blog, it was just like, I want to help all women with mental health. Like, okay, well, welcome to all, every woman on the entire <laughs> planet. Sounds good. And then when I had my postpartum depression and things, I realized it needs to be moms. And mm-hmm. I even still kind of struggled for a while, even after that, even though I like in my head was like, I'm talking to moms, like in my community, I was like, well, there's not moms here. Like not all of them are moms. Like maybe I'm. And finally I had a friend who she doesn't have any children. She's not married. And she's like, Faith, I don't care if you talk about moms. Like I just want to talk about my anxiety and depression. And if you want to throw in some stuff, she's like, it still applies to me. Like I just like throw out the sentence about the kids. Like, and so that just was very freeing for me from hearing it from her of like, Hey, no niche down because the people that want your information are going to be there. Did you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah. Okay. Loved Ted Lasso. Favorite. So good. So good. They're, the guy who plays Roy Kent had in an interview one time where he said he just showed up and played Roy Kent and of his version of Roy Kent and they took it or they left it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him. I like, don't fully quote me on that, but I'm like 98% positive. Sounds right. <laughs> They're out of the way. To and I like just took that for like my business and like what I'm doing with moms of like, this is my version of motherhood coaching. Like I am unapologetically a Christian. I'm unapologetically about being trauma informed and healing our past. I'm unapologetically about empowering moms that know like the Lord gave them these babies for a reason. And we are here to support you and uplift you and not push you to the side. And the moms that resonate with that are the moms that are going to resonate with that. And I think the more we niche down, the more we hit their pain point. Like the more, like I just put on my story last night about how like my house, because I'm a full-time employee and a full-time entrepreneur that my house looks like a hot mess. Like I found a dirty piece of underwear with like some poop in it underneath the blanket. And I was like, this is, and I like cracked a joke and I was like, do working parents live here or frat boys can't tell. <laughs> oh and that's very niche. That is a very niche story. But I had three moms reach out to me and go, I feel you. Like I, you mm-hmm. should check my house right now. Like there's three leads because I niched down in my story. Exactly. Now I could have just kept it open and gone, man, my house is so messy. But because I niche down and I talked exactly to who I am and who I cater to, I should say, they, there's three moms that are like, Hey, I hear you. I see you. I resonate with you. And I think we lose that sometimes because we want to appease everyone where it's like, we're not gonna. So let's just hone in and bless the ones that were meant to bless.
0: Yeah. I love that because I feel like, you know, in entrepreneurship, there's all these people who are like, oh, I had like a 90K month, or I had like, I'm making all this money. And even with moms, I see a bunch on TikTok where it's like they're living the perfect life with the clean house and, you know, all these things that are Instagram perfect, you know, business owners making millions, moms being able to do it all. And it's just a lot of like imposter syndrome that you can feel. So that's probably why your yeah. your followers are really resonating when you're honest with them.
1: Yes, and I think that's what a lot of people, whether they're a mom or not, are looking for. I think that's what our clients are looking for is can you be real with me? Can you remove the facade and have an honest conversation, especially when it's their hard-earned money? Like they are coming to us with their hard-earned money and they're not just gonna hand it over to the Joe Schmo that they don't feel in their heart. Right. Like there's moms that come to me that are like, I've been following you for the last three years and I have loved everything. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a relationship there that that's in my mind, that is what sells. Like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there'll be some business coach. who will be like, no, it's... <laughs> for me though, it's the relationships and just being honest. And for them then to be vulnerable and go, Hey, I am really struggling. Like our, your business coach, like you, there's a level of vulnerability that you need to have with her to be open and go, this is what my business looks like. And it's not sunshine and roses at times. And if we're just, it's only sunshine, it's only rainbows. That makes it hard for that person to go, well, I don't I don't want to tell you about my sale calls that I like completely bombed. I don't want to tell you that because you're over here just breathing and getting a sale. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. exactly. And you also know that they're lying. And so it's just (laughs) like there's no way you're doing or
1: you know they have help. Like that's the other thing that I would love entrepreneurs to be more thankful or not well, one thankful for sure, but more transparent about of like you probably have, or not probably, like, I don't want to totally assume, but more than likely, they have a social media manager. Mm -hmm. They have an editor. They have a, you know, a just website creator, whatever. And so we're here, like new entrepreneur, I'm ready to do it. And you're all by yourself looking at the business who has employee five people, like (laughs) Exactly. We're going to be at two different points. Like, I I hope you are anyway. Otherwise, you're working too much and you need healthier boundaries. <laughs>
0: <Right>. But <laughs> no, that's, a big, that's a big point. Yeah. Because I always see those business wins where they're like, oh, yeah, I made this much, but you don't know how much they have in expenses of their employees and all of that. So, just right. things to keep in mind for anyone who's listening who's like, how do I keep up? It's okay mm-hmm. if you're not. It's really okay. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Like, and there's a level of that toxicity of the whole hustle culture. Oh, and so for just sure. like having a healthy relationship with that and going like, no, let's be the entrepreneurs that value healthy boundaries and value living to work, not working to live. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I've loved how real this conversation was, how open you are. And I did need to do my Enneagram quiz again because I need to find it because I feel like I'm probably a four because I get people on my podcast and ask them deep questions themselves yeah. all the time
1: so... like it's always like the funny like memes where it's like how's the weather and then it's like Enneagram four what's your trauma like, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: it's so funny yeah. that's, that's so funny yeah, yeah well I have absolutely loved this is there anything else you want to share as we wrap up this episode
1: just reiterating like just communicate you know, and have hard conversations at the beginning of what are your dreams and, and what is your plan for that? And who do you need in your circle? That's a safe person that can support you, but yeah, communicating with that. You know, if you do have a partner and children like communicating, you know, like I tell my toddlers like, okay, mommy's going to go do a podcast. Mommy's going to go right. Like they, they know. And that's okay. Like it's okay for our children to see us going and doing things that bring us joy, not just sitting there or not sitting there, but like, yeah, Capes always to them. in the mother
0: role. I love that. Okay. I forgot to ask you about this. You have so many new opportunities that are just like opening up for you. Like you mentioned a podcast, you mentioned this book, how are these coming about and what are they called? Where do people find them? I,
1: I am definitely in a season of raping right now. And I'm like, emotional about it kind of because as an entrepreneur, like you work and grind. And there are days where you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like you have your client wins, you know, like I have, you know, the boxer from the client, like I did it like I did, you know, like, but there's days that get you down. About a year ago, I was endorsing a Bible study for a fellow author, Lindsay Howe. She's fantastic. And she reached out to me and she was like, hey, I am like with moms. You're with moms. Let's make a podcast for moms. And I was like, done. Like for, like business mind is like, look at that funnel. Beautiful. Exactly. But then two... Like also just my like servant heart of like what an incredible opportunity to pour into moms in another platform. Mm-hmm. So then we got with a couple others, you know, Deb Burma, Michelle Dierks, and we now have created a podcast called Season Mamas, God's grace for every season. And we're all in different seasons of motherhood. So I have toddlers, Lynn's has, you know, like toddler and tweens, Michelle has high schoolers and college, and then Deb is an empty nester. And so it's just been really cool to have a conversation and hear the different viewpoints of like the different seasons and learning and what does that look like so we have launched you can find us on all streaming platforms but yeah it's been really it's been really really cool just and because we're christians it's been a really cool opportunity like there's not a lot of christian mom podcasts out there so it's been really cool to pour into that more and then yes i about oh gosh this was probably about a year almost two years ago i think a year and a half ago year and a half that my mentor is a author writer speaker And, and every entrepreneur needs a mentor. Like you need a business coach. You need a mentor. You need like, the value is incredible. But I came to her and I said, I have a book idea and I just want to talk to you about it. And she was like, you need to take this to my like publicist. Like you need to, this is good. And so I went and got the book deal and my manuscript is due in November and it'll come out next summer of 2024. Congrats. Uh, thank you. I, I'm i so excited. Like I've cried so much writing this book. Like it's been very therapeutic for me because the premise of the book is the, like, the toxicity of some of our self-help phrases. Like mm-hmm. just be positive. Well, that's a little toxic. Uh, or just, you know, like, because it's with a Christian publishing house, others have it worse. And there's just other, you know, like, it all starts with me, there's just a lot of self help phrases that mean well, like, right, like we're, I've said, just be positive a bunch, like, but there is where there becomes a level where like, you're going through trauma, you're going through hard times where that's actually not healing or helpful at all. It actually is can be, you know, toxic, toxic positivity. And different things. So I take those self-help phrases and replace it with scripture. And what does Jesus say about us and what, and so it's been really, really good. And I'm, I'm so in love with it. And I probably will like publish it. And then like every entrepreneur, I'll be like, ah, oh, I should have done this differently. But right now it's just been really, really cool. Just the opportunities that are coming up that like, looking back, it's like, wow that seed was planted. Like my mentor, I was, I actually met her 10 years ago. Wow. Like, yes, I went to a conference with her. I went to college with her daughter. Like it's one where like, one, this is why networking is so important. Mm-hmm. And two, just, you never know where that seed's going to come, right? Like you just got to keep going. And then all of a sudden like doors open and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like I just had a speaking engagement the other weekend, like things that have been on my heart. I've been praying for that are just opening and it's one, it's my hard work, but also like the Lord is working through me to open those doors to bless him for sure. And so it's just been really, really cool to see the fruits of our labor. And yeah, so that will come out in the summer, but yes.
0: Well, congrats. And, you know, thanks for sharing your story because I think it's very empowering for others to hear and I cannot wait to see your book and your podcast and all of these amazing things. So thank you so much. Faith, to wrap up all my episodes, I always ask my guests to share three action steps that the audience can take to move forward with their life or their business or whatever it may be. So maybe you could tailor it towards moms or anything we talked about in this episode, but what are three ways that you want to challenge the audience this week?
1: So I love this because I love that it's practical things you can take away with. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) My first one is going to be, you need to have an expectations talk with whoever your safe people are, whoever your support circle is, what is your expectations for your business? I want you to dream. Like in my mind, you need to go do a journal prompt right now and dream big. Like do when the voice comes in, that's like, well, no, like, what is your dream big? And then have that expectations talk with your support circle, with your board of directors, and be like, hey, this is where my heart is. And then come up with how are you going to do that? Right. So I think one journal your dreams, have the expectations talk. And then again, looking at like, how do you get there? So do you need to hire someone? Do you need to devote boundaries? Do you need to kind of do some journaling on like some mom guilt or some shame or just like a limiting belief that you have and meet those head on and bring those to the surface instead of acting like they're not there. And then wondering why you're not growing like, well, like you need to have, you need to grow personally, like internally also too. Those are amazing.
0: Very, very actionable too. And just brings home your point of community because all of that really like pulls in the people that you need to actually, I think it's so hard to succeed in business if you're trying to do everything by yourself. So I really appreciate those because that almost like forces you to have some other people that you can confide in or trust in a way that like your business is not all on you.
1: Right. And there's going to be times that like, The reason you want that safe circle is because there's going to be times that you are dealing with limiting beliefs and you are like, what am I doing? And to have someone in your corner who knows what your dream is. Like, I think one, you got to speak it. You want to be a speaker. You want to be this massive entrepreneur, but you can't even say it out loud. You can't even tell your neighbor about it. That doesn't mesh. I think when we're dealing with those thoughts, having those safe people come in and go, "Hey, no, you are equipped and ready to do this." Like sometimes we need to lean on that support, and that's okay. Asking for help is okay. Like it doesn't need to be all done by yourself. Like it, there is a reason, and especially in this internet age, like you know, we're not in the '90s anymore. Like. You can, I mean, we've never met in person, but here we are listing each other up. Here we are supporting one another. Like how beautiful, like let's lean into that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, Faith, where can people come and connect with you?
1: Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. I am Mama's Mental Health. And then you can, if you want to be part of our Facebook community, we have a, a community about 600 women called Healthy Mamas, where we just each month talk about a different mental health topic. But then my blog is Imperfectly Perfect Living, which then that's where you can like find my courses on Amazon. You can find my journals, but yes. And then the podcast is on all streaming platforms, Seasoned Mamas. Instagram is probably the best location wise for everything. And then of course the Facebook community.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Faith, for joining me. I've loved this conversation and I really appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm honored.
0: Thank you for listening to the Employee to Boss podcast. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you implement the actionable steps from this week's experts so you can get started with your business today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Employee to Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more than you could ever imagine. Remember, a little progress each day leads to big results. We come out with a new episode every Tuesday. To access our show notes, transcripts, and courses, please check out EspressoPodcastProduction.com.